Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hi, angels. Welcome to the podcast. We are trying a different way of recording our podcast because we learned that Zoom has changed their terms and condition and their policies and now has the option to use our information. And that's a low blow for all of us who relied on Zoom through the pandemic. I think that's a shitty move without getting consent or having the ability to turn that off. We should all have it. And maybe I'm just using what I'm finding on the internet and going with it, but I don't care. Uh, The the fact that they're going to use it to enhance their AI, I'm not a fan. So here we are in a different platform. So if the sound or if the quality, we're going to try it out and see what happens and then discuss next week and then decide where to go. So things are going to be different. But anyways, welcome to episode 141. Yeah, (laughs) and today we're going to talk, I think, something fun. And what is that? We're going to laugh. Well, yeah, I mean, we laugh all the time. As I was saying, I was like, well, there's never, I don't think we've ever had a podcast without laughing. um, (laughs) We don't do things without laughing. But, you know, there's the old adage of laughter is the best medicine. And when we're feeling crappy, we don't like to hear that. But, you know, is it? I think so. I mean, I think that 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 there's a place for lightening things. I think there's a place for the energetics and vibrations of laughter that we discount when it comes to um, our mental health and our emotional health. So I'm excited to, you know, just kind of talk about laughter. I think it'll be interesting for us to talk about the role of laughter in our lives, um, you know, and, and just kind of see where this goes. I feel like this is like the 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 podcast of out of the blue, because when we first, when we did our pregame, we, we went hard. We probably should have recorded the pregame because it was a whole ass episode, but <laughs> it was a couple of them. Yeah. This just kind of popped in and we are just like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So we'll see. We'll see. And I think that that is right on point with the um, theme of the podcast, right? Like of just lighten it up, man. Like we're just going to go with it. We're going to roll. Yeah. See where it takes us. Yeah. Um, you know, the reason why I think they say laughter is the best medicine is I feel laughter is a very valuable tool in regulating our emotions. It's about, it's, it, you know, you people like are like, why is your humor so dark? Because, you know, sometimes when you're in the darkest of places, like, so I worked with a fire district for a great many of years and, and, you know, EMS and firefighters has a really weird sense of humor, but I think they do that because of they're constantly faced sometimes with situations that are like the person's worst day ever. Mm. And when you're in that kind of space and that energy of having that high stress, you have to find levity somewhere and you're not going to devalue their situation. You're not going to, You know, you can't detach emotionally to do a job that is wired in care and compassion for that person. If you do, you're a shitty 
paramedic or EMS, you know, EMT. So, you know, you kind of have to be rooted in the idea of caring for another person or helping that person. There is, and in helping that person, there you take on the energetic stress of the moment. And in order to cope, sometimes humor is the way to do that. I mean, how often do we get stuck in doom scrolling on Instagram or Facebook reels? Why do we do that? Because we're looking for humor or we're looking for connection. We're looking for something to distract us from the emotional place that we're in. Now it's not always great, but sometimes if that's all you got, that's all you got. And laughter can diffuse a whole situation. Like, have you ever been a point where someone is like, you're arguing with someone and you're just like, and you're angry and you're in the moment and you're not really seeing anything outside yourself. And then somebody just cracks a joke or starts to laugh and it completely like diffuses the whole situation. And then you kind of go into that space and you just start howling because then all of a sudden you see the ridiculousness of, or you see that, okay, wow, we went down this rabbit hole too far. Yeah. Kind of space. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I actually have, I have a, I have a, a friend. It's a, it's an ex, but he's my friend. And we, we talk about how we used to argue about stuff and now how easy it is to diffuse it by like laughing at each other, you know, because we're at that space where we don't take it personally because yeah. we understand each other. And so it's like, if, if one of us gets really mad about something or gets really upset about something, the other person like totally has the permission to kind of be like, you know, a little giggly and be like, I don't know, I can't get into that space with you right now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, kind of lightening it up to be like over here, I can't have that. You know, like, I don't know how you're doing it to me. It's a little bit amusing how deep this is for you, you know, and it, and it, you know, it's, I think, probably like a toss up, depending on how deep that thing is. But the idea of introducing that as a diffuser, it changes everything, you know, it makes it a whole lot easier for to, like you said, kind of snapping out of it, right? Because when we're, when I'm in my own moment, I can only be in my own moment, I can't be in other ones. And I need something that will bring me to a different moment, right? And I can, it, it could easily be another person in the same wavelength as me, and then we're going to amplify what I'm what I'm doing but if it's over here in, in left field you know like for me with my daughter god the amount of times that she's taken me out of a a highly emotional state just by existing you know just looking at her or her laugh you know and just like being like wow you know what's important that right there like just snapping me out of it it's so big of a deal but I feel like um we've created in our society some sort of belief system around well, if you're laughing, it's not serious. And like pain is serious. Or you're making fun of somebody. Yeah, yeah. Which happens, which I'm not denying that it happens. Sure. But it's our relationship with the idea of laughter. Like if, if, you know, if you're talking something serious and somebody makes fun of you and they're gaslighting you, that's not humor. That's just unkindness. Yes, yes. And so that's, you know, that's part of the, the discussion around laughter of, you know, I think appropriate and inappropriate laughter. Because yeah. when we first started talking about it, I thought there's a lot of clients I have that use dark humor. And I'm like, this is not helpful. Like as funny as it is, it is not helpful, <laughs> right? Like I do want to laugh, but I do not want to laugh at your expense. And I do not want to laugh at doom. I want to, you know, just kind of maybe laugh at something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's all sides to everything. I mean, and I think it's it's our you know the idea of it. Um, so when I, and 
like sharing my own experience. Like people used to laugh at me and, 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 you know, I was, because I was always the awkward kid or like Jim, oh my God, that is such a traumatic moment for me as gym class and like all the things that I couldn't do and, and, you know, and have, and being laughed at. And because, you know, I was a chubby kid. I've always been chubby. Like, you know, there, I've had my moments, but those moments are few and fleeting, but to be the butt of somebody's joke is, is painful. And I recognize that. And I validate that for those of you who have experienced that, but I also know and understand there's a difference. There's an inner different energy behind laughter of the unkind, like hurty, hurtful type. And then there's different energy around the idea of like, for example, me and one of my dearest friends were, you know, we, sharing a dinner and we were talking about some of the struggles we've been having and kind of we're in that space and and we're it's heavy it's heavy to talk about some of our personal emotional and mental struggles and how we're coping or not coping and then by the end of the evening we just we were being super silly and we were laughing our asses off and we just needed that diffusion of what we were experiencing in the 3D, we needed that moment of laughing because laughing energetically, it's a sound being produced out of your body. It carries a vibration. And so when it carries a vibration like that, it helps shift the energy because when we're in upset or we're in struggle or there's that moment, there's some stuck energy somewhere. There's some gnarly stuff happening internally in some area of our body. And we laugh. It's like our own way of self-healing because when we laugh, there is um, there is an energetic movement internally as well as externally because when you put sound into the world, sound is a vibration, right? So you're going to change the energetic vibration of, of the space around your body as well as in your room. Like, have you ever been to a comedy show? You know, it's the regardless of the inappropriateness of the comedian the laughter that's within the group can sometimes diffuse the energy or like bringing in laughter if it's funny or silly it's different mm -hmm. but it's it's there's science behind why laughter is good medicine is because it diffuses something within you it shifts the energy and shakes it up kind of shakes loose whatever is heavy and weighing Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it physical. I mean, physically, our whole we, when we laugh, our body gets involved, you know, um, in, a, in a big way, the same way that when we talk about crying, you know, like that is when we talk about crying, we're talking about physical release of emotion, right? Like, and, and it coming out that way. It's like, when we're choosing laughter, we're choosing a physical release of emotion also, but we're also choosing a shift that goes with it. It's not just the release. It's like all together, you know, and, and when you laugh with your whole self, your body moves when you laugh. Your face changes when you laugh. Your eyes do something different when you laugh. Um, it's it it is a shift of of more than just you know like oh I need to express this. It's like I'm wanting to to shift it and not just express it. And I love the the um, the analogy of the comedy show because um, I remember having not a fight but definitely like a disagreement because I love the show Friends. I don't care how unrealistic it is. And I know how unrealistic it is because I have lived in the New York City area. I get it. <laughs> um, I don't care, right? Like if you can watch, you know, Thor and uh, be entertained by Thor, which is also very unrealistic, which I also love, you can watch Friends and, and enjoy it. And it doesn't have to be realistic. But anyway, my aside, 
the person <laughs> that I was talking to was like, that show is not funny without the laugh tracks. And I was like, like I, I considered, right? Because I was like, you know, I don't want to be a jerk and be like, eh. I considered it. And I thought, you know what? There may be some moments that are funnier because you hear laughter that go with it, right? Because you may, depending on how you hear certain words or certain phrases, you may not get the signal that it's funny, right? Like if, if the actor isn't, you know, doing certain verbs, uh, you know, cues that you can see with their body or their face, you know, and, and I was like, I get it. And that is why they use laugh tracks, right? Like they, they use it to, to bring us all into the laugh space. Right. And I was like, well, that's all the science I need. Right. Like to know that, like, it's so highly influential of how you feel that the hearing laughter, being around laughter, the vibration of laughter entering into your vibration can change the way you feel about something. And it's like, yes. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I was like, you're also wrong because it's a funny show, but <laughs> like I will laugh without the laugh tracks because I think it's hilarious, but point taken, you know, of that being why they use it because there is the understanding, the psychology of it, of that like, hey, we throw some laughs in there. People are going to laugh along because yeah. we like to laugh along. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and as you were saying that, I was like, oh, and I and I was thinking about the idea of like British humor is so dry. It is so dry and um, not all of it, but most of it. And it's all kind of in the it's but with and sometimes when you have the laughter, it it kind of teaches you how to cue into the humor. Mm -hmm. And it teaches you that there's humor here. See it as humorous. Yeah rather than the idea of that person being off their you're like what the actual what and <laughs> you know you're like really is that person that stupid like this but is how i feel when i watch english i'm just not i'm like i have no idea what's happening yeah it takes a minute to figure it out i mean i've watched enough that i i'm pretty good at it but at the same time their humor is very different so it's yeah the idea of putting laugh tracks where people may not see the laughter is a really kind of interesting place, an interesting tool on, on to use on to getting laughter. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I almost feel like let's break down. I, I'm resistant to talk about it because my, um, there's a part of it that's going, no, don't do it. Um, but I, I'd be interested to break down the idea of when laughter is not positive and to kind of bring some awareness and validation and how it affects, because I think people use hum what makes them laugh as not intentionally harmful to others, but like, I'll share an example. So I have a dear friend who I adore to no end, but they love the videos on social media where people are pranking other people. Yeah. And that doesn't sit very well with me. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not judging you if you like it. That's not the point here. My point is, is I don't like it. Why? Because you're putting a person in a vulnerable situation where they're reacting out of fear mm -hmm. or having something being done to them for the sake of others amusement. Mm having been a victim of that probably my entire childhood and 
most of my young teen years, and even now, it's not good. It's not great. And it doesn't feel great to the other person. And this yeah. is, and, and this is kind of why I, and again, I'm not judging you if that's the person that you are. And if that's, but think about how it affects the other person. Mm -hmm. How, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, you scared the person. Yeah, you made them upset. But there was this one where they they share this video where this guy was like dressed up as a tree and he was scaring adults as they walked by. This one adult happened to be autistic. Oh. Started crying and started having a meltdown and was so afraid and fearful because you because of that person yeah. tried to scare them. Yeah. I'm not saying we need to tiptoe around everybody's issues and everybody's vulnerability, but when you're doing it on purpose, consent mm -hmm. is everything. I don't consent for you to scare me. Like mm -hmm. it and and I you know, and I can hear like I'm hearing a conversation, like I'm hearing feedback from the people who are like, Well, we're damn fucking tired of all these people with all these issues and the sensitivities and all this, whatever. I can hear it and I can hear yeah. it within you, and I can hear it within like some people that may be listening or some people in this world that has a problem. But here's the thing. When you're using that type of humor, which again, I'm not judging, you're invading someone's personal space. You're doing an action to another person to elicit a response within yourself. That is not consensual. Okay. It's not, I mean, if you say to me, hey, I, I, I want to do some, I, I want to prank somebody or, or I want to do this or I want to record this. I want to record a prank. Can I use you or can I, that's a completely different thing. You have consent of that person. But when you're doing it to random people of society, how do you know, first of all, how do you know that person doesn't have a gun is going to shoot your ass? Second, you know, how, you know, you don't know. It's, it's like that idea that, Everybody has free will to do whatever they want. And yeah, that's kind of, but within respect, within well, the thing about those people is that they love to, to do that. But if you did something like that to them, they'd be irate. Yeah. Right. So like, I, I, I'm thinking of those same people too. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, if I called them up and, and said that like, you know, something about their money or, you know, and I, I'm super stereotyping right now when I, when I do this, but it is what it is, um, you know, of like, you know, something happening with their money or something, you know, like, and, and it's just a prank. Oh, it's not funny when it's done to you in right. something that's sensitive to you, right? Like somebody knocking, uh, I'm going to do it, whatever, I'm going to do it. Somebody knocking on your door and saying they're confiscating your weapons as a joke. You're not going to think that's funny. No. You're going to freak the hell out, right? And again, I know I'm stereotyping when I say it, but I feel like that's the energy of it, right? Like it's funny if it's, if it's, and those people are sensitive and, and we don't need to tiptoe around those feelings, but you need to tiptoe around mine and my freedoms or my beliefs or my whatever's. And it's like, that's not the way that it works. And it's always, I feel like, and I, and I'm not, I don't really like the absolutes, but I feel like it's always those type of people that won't allow themselves to get into the compassion space. Right. Because like you said, there are times, I mean, listen, I will watch fail army videos and laugh and laugh and laugh. But those are people who failed on their own. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, I feel like I'm like, you consented to your video of you, like jumping off the roof and going through the, the pool cover. You know what I mean? Like, clearly. And yes. so I can laugh at that, right? Like, because you, you, like, you're sharing a moment of fail, and I'm into it. 
you I don't, purposely I also, yeah, created like, I that also content. Like pranks, and my daughter's in a, in a space right now where she thinks pranks are funny because she's seven, you know, yeah. and yeah. the kinds of pranks that she thinks are funny are obviously not quite the same as the ones that we're talking about. But for me, it's so hard because I'm like, I don't like them at all. Like when they had the trend of like throwing cheese at a baby's face, I was losing my mind. I was like, this is not okay. Except for when there was the meme of the cheese on R. Kelly's face, because I think I, you know, he's a terrible person. And it was, it was to me like a indication of like, yeah, this guy, this guy deserves it because he's acting like he hasn't done anything wrong and he's really hurt lots of people. He is, he's, you know what I mean? So that was like a different, I feel like a different moment, but I was so mad or like, you know, just people, people who can't consent to having their feelings hurt. It's not cool. And like, I, I do feel the same way of, of like, I don't like April fool's day. I just think it's mean spirited to try to trick people. It's the trickery part of it that you're manipulating people's emotions in order to make fun of their reaction. I don't like it either. I really don't like it either. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because as you were saying that, I'm like, yeah. And if you're going to fucking manipulate me for my reaction for fucking money, because you're putting out content, you better fucking pay me for it. This you shit better. don't come for free anymore. <laughs> like right? You jump out of the tree. That'll be $50 or you can't yeah. use my video. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I do not consent to this. It's exactly. not funny. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, I feel like there was a time in my life where I did. Yeah, think that too. that was funny, you know, because I was so detached, you know, we, we, we become detached from the emotional experience of others. We're kind of trained to do that um, for multiple reasons. I mean, do we go on the rant about society today, Vanessa? <laughs> but, um, you know, like we, we really just taught to be self-centered. We're really taught to not care about people or ourselves. It's not even just people. And so it makes it easier to be emotionally detached from other people's experience. And to me, it's like, if you can't live your life without watching other people be in pain, we got issues, man. Like we've got more things to talk about. Like that if, if, if all the jump scares went away and you would be so unhappy with your life, then we should probably talk about why watching other people, you know, get scared is fun for you because I have questions. I have questions yeah. about where that enjoyment comes from, <laughs> you know, and why we, how we can shift that into enjoyment that is a little bit better, you know, for everyone and for yourself, because there's the psyche part of it. You know, there is, when we talk about, I'm not calling these people sociopaths, but when we talk about, you know, sociopathic and psychopathic behavior, we're talking about the detachment from other people's existence and experience. And, does it need to be to an extreme before we decide that it's not okay? Or can we bring that back a little bit and, and say, this doesn't need to be in our existence. Yeah. This isn't something, if we want to laugh and we want to transmute energy with laughter, so many different ways to do it. Yeah. So many. I mean, look at the silent films. You watch them now and we're so desensitized to what humor is. But man, back in the day, Charlie Chaplin people rolling in the aisles, right? Killed it. Doing like, physical, yeah, just doing physical comedy without even noise. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. Ranting. Ranting. We are ranting. That's okay. I just, 
and this podcast kind of went from being light to kind of going into the dark. Yeah, but that's like, what we do. We're talking about like, it's like is the best medicine, and we're going to tell you why it's not, and we're not even going to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's just how it is. But I just when the spirit was like, yeah, we have to talk about the the elephant in the room because yeah. Yeah. you know I you know and and people like say for example when you fall or like and and your friends kind of laugh at you and. I, you know, growing up with being laughed at so much, especially in school, like when that happened, like even if they were my friends and they laughed at me, I was so hurt by it. Cause I'm like, do you not care that I fell and hurt myself? Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's as you grow up, the environment you've had with laughter, cause my house, there was no laughter. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the best I got was Saturday morning ca- cartoons and the Wiley Coyote. Right. So but even then, it's like growing up, my relationship to laughter was to be used to hurt me. Yeah. And it wasn't as a sense of to have fun. And so our meanings with laughter matter, right? Some people have laughter because they remember laughing at whatever or whomever. And they, you know, teasing is kind of thing. I mean, even if you think about the UK, the favorite thing they love to do to their friends is 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 to harass and make fun of each other. I'm like, I don't understand the purpose. That's what I don't get. Is like when you actually think about it, it's like, what's the purpose? There's so many other things that are funny. Yeah, like, but and whatever. I mean, I'm not saying it's horrible because obviously it's a way of life over there, and and it's meant with this sense of love. And I think because they grow up like that. There's a desensitization that it could possibly mean something different to somebody else. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, they don't understand is that it's been, they don't use it to harm the person. They use it to kind of cajole or it's a, it's a kind of, this is how we, you know, this is the British way of showing their love, right? Everything yeah. else is backwards. Why not humor? Right. Yeah. And, and <laughs> that's kind of how it was growing up in my house. Like we laughed a lot. We laughed at each other. You know, like I still, if I fall down, I laugh at myself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think it's freaking hilarious. And and it, it is hard for me not to laugh when other people fall down because I, because of how I feel about it. Yeah. Right. Like, but I also have grown into the person that is like, that is not for everybody. Right. Yeah. And so you have to get to know people so that you know that you're being kind. Right. And people just like the ones who are like, we can't be babying people. It's not babying somebody to just get to know what what hurts them and what doesn't hurt them. And then just like not hurt them. Like, why is that so freaking hard for people to want to do? Like, why do you not want to be kind? (laughs) Like, Why are you like straight up telling me that you're like, you know what I'm picking over kindness? Meanness. Because I like it. Like wounded people wound other people. Yeah. Like what like geez save it for the people who can handle it if you have a group of friends that like to razz each other that's where you use all of your you know mean energy to transmute it over there have a ball make fun of each other do whatever you want to do because you guys are you know all in understanding that that's it don't just do it to everybody and tell them they've got to handle it it's crappy yeah and you know and it's to say i am you know, I'm also in a place right now where I, I'm i not as sensitive as I was to the idea of like if I fall or something happens that people are laughing at me. I'm not in that space because I'm working on healing that version of me and that 
I don't need the idea of my brain doesn't because what happens when people do that, my brain does that to say, oh, they don't love you. Mm-hmm. And so they're glad I, that you fell. Right. They don't care. They don't care about you. And it was my brain's way of keeping me safe and trying to isolate me. And I get that. So as I heal, like laughter, I can laugh at myself now. I don't like if I did something silly, whereas like I uh, tripped and like was like, oh, my gosh, and like caught myself and I will bust out laughing. <laughs> and, you know, and, and my friends, I'm hoping appropriately laugh with me. But like if I fall and break something or if I'm really hurt, yeah. I don't yeah. want them laughing at me. You right. know, right. so it's like right. I need help. <laughs> It's, you know, it's, it's all matters about what we get from it. Like why? I think it's, it's the why. Everything. Meaning is everything, right? Like that's what we talk about is like the, the meaning of everything being different, right? Like, so if I, you know, in my family, if, if, if my dad's not like, you know, kind of teasing you, he probably doesn't like you, you know, and that's like part of his personality and it's, you know, sometimes a little bit like, really, but at the same time, it's like, well, you're not being mean, you know what I mean? And and you are picking and choosing and you are paying attention to, you know, social cues, whereas maybe you didn't before, but now you do that. So yeah, okay, this is this is part of your personality shining through, right? Like, and so that's, that's like an interconnected thing, but you have to know the person so that you know what, you, you know, so that you know what to do and what not to do, so that yeah. you can connect to people. And you don't, you, you, we don't just decide, well, my connection to you is that I make fun of you and laugh yeah. and you like it. Like, I don't know. We don't know. We're not coming in with that, yeah. but there's something super special about those people that do, you know, connect with you on that level. And I think that that's where we were when we first came up with the idea for this podcast, you know, we were, I think both thinking about that of like, man, when you have the connection with somebody that you have the same like sense of humor or you have the same like uh, lightness in the same moment even it's not even always just like the person it could just be like it could be a stranger you know like how many times have you been someplace in public and something happens and you look at the person next to you and you giggle you're like i don't know you but this is funny right like and 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 it it just brings you a moment of happiness i think that that was what we were thinking of but like you said it was kind of like like call young coming in and be like, don't forget to touch on the shadow part of it because it's important to not just negate the part that we think is ugly because it's, just, it's there. It's real. Yeah. There, there is the dark side of laughter that, that we want to bring into the light and let it exist and show it for, for what it is and, and learn how to transmute it into, you know, something that is a little bit less, um, I don't know, electric for lack of a better term. Yeah. And, you know, when some people are very wounded and they don't, laughter isn't something that feels good at the moment because they're in such pain. And yes, it can help them get out of it. But when they're in a space where they're that wounded and that upset, yeah. laughter isn't the answer for them. So right. it doesn't That's apply. Part of it, right? Like I got to be sensitive to that. You've got to communicate to me. And then we move on yeah. to the next stage of whatever the healing is. And that's it, you know, communication. <laughs> we were just talking about that today too. And yeah. to have effective communication and be like, and it's okay to say to somebody, hey, like, I'm just not in that space to find shit funny. And I'm sorry, but that's just not where I'm at. And and to say that and to 
you know, to be honest about your feelings and where you're at. And who cares if, you know, it's, I know I say who cares. And then part of me is, yeah, how much do you not like being called Debbie Downer? You know, how much do you like called being the, the, the wet blanket in the party? You know, like it sucks, but if everybody was really honest where they were at, we wouldn't have this issue with the idea that expressing how we're feeling, you know, and, and it's being aware of, of where your sensitivities are, where you're not. Um, mm -hmm. Laughter is a great tool. It's a lot of fun when you can connect with a friend or whatever and just be outside of yourself for a minute and not, uh, not be connected to all the like struggle and the darkness and the healing that you're doing. Sometimes laughter is a good place to go to, but yeah. sometimes you can't access that because there's no avenue to do that. That's feels good. Yeah. And well, let me ask you this too, because I feel like, I feel like you and I do this a lot for each other um, because of the space that we create, but it feels like as I grow, it becomes so much easier to find laughter and find lightness than before, you know, where I, and it kind of goes back to that meaning of like, uh, just because things are hard doesn't mean I need to, you know, throw on the freaking black clothes and veil and live in grief cycle. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it doesn't negate the tough part of my life if I can find light, you know? And I think that that as I grow, I get more um, I get more able to do that because of understanding that so much of the darkness that we create doesn't need to, to be dark, you know, yeah. that, or, or, or some of the darkness that happens doesn't have to stick around as long as we just like, as long as we are used to doing that because, but we do it because we're like, Oh, well, you know, it has to be an appropriate amount of fucking misery <laughs> before <laughs> I'm allowed to be happy. Laughter. Right? Yeah, like, like I mean, I think about like an Irish funeral, and like as I'm Irish, and it's like, are are we sad that this person's dead? Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, but we don't want to be miserable, right? Like, we do, we want to enjoy the time that we have together. We want to tell tell stories about that person. We want it to be light. We don't. It doesn't mean we didn't love them if we're not throwing ourselves on the floor right now. You know, and that was kind of, you know, what I, what I grew up with of, you know, uh, obviously a little bit to the, to the other side of it where we're not talking about our feelings, but I feel like I've, I've worked hard to try to bring it to a middle of being able to be like, this sucks, but I don't need to be miserable. You know, that doesn't validate, misery doesn't validate toughness or misery doesn't validate sadness. Misery doesn't validate the depth of how I feel that's what i've been taught i've been taught that if my heart is broken i better look like it and i better act like it and there's an appropriate amount of time before you're allowed to be happy and it's like what the hell kind of dumb shit is that when you say it out loud it's like i don't think that 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 sounds like that sounds like we made that up on the earth like that does not sound very ethereal that does not sound very you know it just does it sounds very right 3d and 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 so as i grow i learn how to shift into the lighter space a little bit faster with some things because i've let go of that meaning of being like it can still mean a lot to me but i don't have to make so many of my moments miserable about it because it it doesn't it it, it actually doesn't create value of that pain 
by continuing to be in it or by the intensity of which I display it. I have many thoughts. <laughs> There's so many facets. I had to write it down because I knew I would forget them all. Mm -hmm. So first of all, yes to the idea of the idea of needing to prove where we're at. Okay. I think when we get stuck, there's a couple of components of that idea of needing to portray the idea of I'm grieving or the idea I'm an upset. One is, is because of the idea that some of us are so serious. I am a serious person, but I love to laugh, but I forget to laugh. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I forget to have enjoyment. I forget to have fun. And, and in the past, my fun has been watching murder mysteries. Like, so people dying, like how fun is that? Right? So there are people, I am a serious human and I often will forget to laugh. So there's that component of it. There's another component of it in the idea of being in the trenches and the idea of if I don't look like I'm actively healing or solving something, then people don't believe of my struggle. It's like yeah. the idea of the invisible illness. It's yeah. like, because we're so social media focused right now, everybody feels that we need to put all of our baggage and all of our struggle onto social media. Mm -hmm. I don't post because of that. I don't, the first I posted on Facebook last week for the first time, I think in like six months, like, <laughs> unless I'm sharing a Freud's angels thing, I don't share, I don't do anything because I don't need, I don't want people to invalidate or validate my experience and what I'm doing. And I'm, it's just how I am. But, you know, being in, but the idea too is the fact that sometimes we need to be reminded of that. And, but there's another aspect to it too, is that our driving factor in healing and our relationship to quote unquote, doing the work matters because if we feel that if we're laughing and having fun then we're being frivolous and we're not being serious and we're not doing the work and we're not in it and we're not evolving and we're not whatever 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 choose your poison but that laughter means that we're ignoring the things that we need to attend to mm -hmm. and it's like we're slacking off but what we don't realize is that laughter may give us the breath and the energy we need to get to that next hurdle. I need to kind of be reminded in the spaces of laughter. My friend uh, and I, we he loves to laugh and I forget to laugh. So when I'm with him and we're in that stage because we're always talking about how we're feeling, it's, we support each other in such a deep, deep way that we're always in process mode yeah. and we're always figuring stuff out. But yeah. then all of a sudden, I think sometimes we get to a point where we just have to laugh. And he brings that laugh because we laugh about things. We laugh about ourselves and the things about ourselves. For the first time in my life, I don't feel guilty about being overly emotional, being too much, being whatever, because all of that, because I see it as such a, a gift in a way, not that everybody, oh, it's such a gift, but as like, that's who I am. And so my superpowers comes from all of those things I were told were wrong about me. Mm -hmm. And so now I can laugh about those things. When I see memes on Instagram that talk about who I am, I'm like, I'm like, guess who? And we laugh yeah. about it because I own it. I don't have a yeah. charge around it. I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. So it's when, yeah. yeah. And, and so we forget that we are allowed we have permission to experience that duality of joy 
and happiness and laughter and levity while we're working in the trenches on all of the woundings that have happened to us. We're allowed to experience both simultaneously. And, and you know, I, I, we all have heard the quote, but I loved this, this video I saw where it expanded on this quote where it said, what you think of me is not my business. And everybody says that, but it's those yeah. of us who struggle with that. I get it because I always used to run my life based on what other people thought of me. Mm-hmm. But then the person went on to saying that how I live my life should not be in reflection to what you think my life should look like. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and so even though there's moments where I'm manic and I'm upset and I'm tired and I'm cranky and I'm like, and I'm emotional and I'm trying, I'm going through the trenches. My mind is out of control and I can't go into neutral. Mm. I can step outside of that sometimes and allow myself to experience the joy as it shows up. Yeah. I have permission to do that. Doesn't mean I'm okay. Doesn't mean everything's fixed. You know, we talk about, we talk a lot. I talk. I talk a lot about body dysmorphia and body positivity and all that bullshit. And it's not to say that it is bullshit, but it, it's a lot to cope with sometimes. And when we get into those spaces, when we're in that space of trying to heal our relationship with our body, I think sometimes we forget that giggling at something about ourselves, our physical being, matters. It's mm-hmm. not out of that sense of laughing and making fun of my body, but it's in a sense of like talking about to somebody the other day, I don't know who it was about my toes going in the wrong direction because of the bunions and the arthritis in my feet. Like, I'm like, yeah, I said, you know, that'd be great if my toes went the right way, you know, but I'm mm-hmm. able to laugh about it in a way that's light, that mm-hmm. has levity. It doesn't mean I hate my feet. My feet carry me. They carry my ass everywhere. I can still walk. Fucking A. Thank you. But I I tend to have to, I I stick in the idea of getting serious with my relationship with my body. But it's not always about being serious and in the trenches. It's sometimes about being like, I love this part of me. And I, and I think it's it's silly that my feet, my toes don't go in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. We are really super trained and and I, I've I've talked about this when it came to, a lot of times I used to talk about it when it came to depression more than anything because I feel like um, when we talk about the emo people you know what I mean it was almost like who could be the most emo right and like it, it's like a con- it's like a contest to uh, toward validation yeah. right like I have to outwardly express more than anybody how bad I feel so that people can see how bad I feel right? Like I need to validate it. I need people to validate me. I need to validate myself by showing up in this way. And it's very serious, right? And, <laughs> and, and people are screaming out for attention, right? They're screaming out for somebody to go, wow, you do have it bad. You have it the worst, right? Because there's some sort of validation that people are looking for because they can't look within themselves. They're, this is not something that we're, we're taught, right? Like we are very much, especially now with social media, we are very much taught that our outward expression matters so much in way, the way that people will treat you. If yeah. you don't look, if you aren't, this is going to sound awful when I say it, if you aren't suicidal, you must not be that sad, right? Like that kind of energy of like, well, it must not be that bad. So now I don't have to care for you. 
is what has ended up happening in our society. So people will go way, way over to get the attention because we are all in kind of in our own shit. So we don't drop our shit unless somebody really can't carry theirs. So we, we like turn serious to be able to be like, well, I'm not going to get the help if I don't show up hard. Like if I don't show up deep. Right. But as we grow and as we learn how to grow and as we learn how to turn inward and not need that external validation, we don't need to do that. Like we were just talking about it today. I'm like, people don't see how hard my life is. And when I say hard, I just mean like how difficult it is for me to juggle it sometimes because I don't see it as a hard, bad thing. I just see it as this is the way that it is. It's very difficult to fit things in here. Yeah. I don't want to show up razzled and frazzled and all over the place and be like, oh my God, woe is me for people to stop messaging me. You know yeah. what I mean? But that's what we've been trained to do. Like, well, you better show up as super anxious, you better show up as like, I can't handle it so that people will leave you alone. And yep. it's like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I just need to have the boundary that says, I'm just not going to answer your messages because I don't have time for it. And and I don't need to be in a misery state for that. I can still be happy. You can still watch me go to my concert and have the best friggin' time ever because Gavin DeGraw is the greatest ever and still not answer your message because I don't have time because I'm not making time for it because what is important to me is my plate being full of the things I want on it. And I don't need to validate the reason why I'm not answering your message by acting like my life is so unmanageable and out of control. And that's why like, yeah. no, it's not, that's not what's happening. I just don't have the energy and I don't need to be in crisis to not have the energy. Right. I can just not have the energy because I've chosen it. Um, and I had written down like um, the, uh, I was thinking about Mar Mary Poppins was my favorite movie growing up. Me too. My favorite. Yeah. yeah. And so the part, the part where they go and they're laughing and they like float to the ceiling, right? Yes. I love to laugh. <laughs> you know, it's like the greatest like visual of what it's like and then to come back down to the ground they start to tell sad stories right like because it's like we elevate by laughing and just being silly and whatever and then we we ground by being serious you know yes. like and and, and it, it's like one of those visuals but i think about it and i'm i i think of laughter now almost like i am trying to think of rest as like i do things better when i'm lighter so yeah. if I can laugh, I'm going to come at a situation that's very serious a hell of a lot better than when I'm in my head. And when I'm in my misery, I'm in my head. Like I can't, like, I can't do it as well as if I'm light. So it's like laughter will help me do it better the same way that like, quote unquote, wasting the time napping will actually help me do the task better because I'm well rested. You know, like, it's like that time is never wasted. That time is actually regenerative time. You know, I feel that way about laughter. Something serious is happening. And I, like, so many times I've done this where I'm like a hot mess and I just put on a stand-up comedy show and just laugh at dumb things because it's like, I just need to get out of my friggin' head because yeah. all I'm doing is spinning. All I'm doing is creating a bigger whirlwind than there needs to be here. And I've had to recognize that about myself and say, you know what works every time? Stand-up comedy. You yeah. love to laugh at just, the, just ridiculous. And some of it is the same. 
Like I will know who to go to because I know who, you know, who makes me laugh. And then after that, it's a, it's a little easier to feel like, okay, this isn't as big and heavy and whatever, because, you know, I was just kind of brought back into the reality of the world being way bigger than this one thing that I'm making so serious. But yeah, um, yeah like it's, 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 it's medicine that I, I mean, I laugh. I love to laugh. I laugh all the time. I laugh at myself. I laugh, you know, and, and again, like I, I think I struggled with for a while being like, well, people see me happy. They don't think I struggle. You know, I better show them that I struggle and I do that, but I try, I've tried so hard, especially professionally on my social media to be like, I'm still happy. You know what I mean? Like to show people like, yeah, shit's not cool right now. Like I'm, I'm like messy when it comes to this decision-making that I'm trying to do, or I'm messy, like where I'm, I'm having anxiety, but I'm still happy. I can be both of those things yeah. because situations are not me. Situations are situations. Yep. Yeah. And I, but I also want to share with others that that's a journey to get to that pace. We, oh, yeah. On social media, we see one facet of everybody's lives and we think that's their life. We, we assume we know about them based on one post or a couple of posts. You, to understand the full facet of the human, you have to connect with the human. And so, you know, and I know because I've had, there's, there's reasons I don't post on social media is because A, I don't always want to talk about my shit. And B, I, you know, when I am happy, I don't, I don't necessarily want to share it with the world because I want it all to myself. <laughs> I will often share joy and silliness, especially when it comes to my kitty, but she has plenty of happiness to give and share with the world. But sometimes when I'm having the best moment, I, it's like, I am very discerning our card for this week about what I share with the world because I don't need to prove or dissipate that to anywhere else other than within myself. When I feel moments of joy, when I feel moments of connection, when I actually wake up and say, man, you did an amazing job yesterday. You're awesome. Like, I don't need to share that. I, I, it's not, I struggle with social media, as you can tell, which is, you know, I, everybody knows this because it's like, I almost have to like, we have to share. We, it's almost, I feel I get into the misnomer that I have to share balance, see some of my darkness and hear some of my light. And that's the whole person. And I hate being assumed that people know who I am based on a post or two. Yeah. I hate it. It's one of the worst feelings I have. It's the biggest anxiety I have, which is why I really, I will like and comment on shit all the time, but I rarely post because it's not, it's not me. It's not, I can't sometimes cope with the idea of having the judgment. So I, I post when I feel like it. And apparently I did this week. I had a little levity to share. First yeah. time in a long time because I didn't, and I think part of it was, and this is moving into an area, whatever, it's our podcast, we can do what we want. But yeah. um, for the first time in a long time, I felt like I supported myself in a way that I didn't need to protect myself. Whether it was from the laughter that I shared with my friend at the beginning of the week, 
that was part of it. Because even my therapist said, wow, you're laughing a lot today. I haven't heard you laugh in a long time. I'm like, really? Whether it was a laughter that we shared there that diffused so much energy, mm-hmm. whether it's the idea of me understanding my brain and not yelling at it and telling it to shut the fuck up all the time <laughs> and actually asking what it's afraid of and why it's upset and trying to get me to do shit. The ability to stay into neutral, the ability to be like, this is interesting. How am I playing this out? And to see my patterns, but be supportive at the same time. And to give myself permission to do the things that I want to do, whatever that is. And I think the laughter and on Monday, the laughter that I shared, the, the, the rolling gut hurting, like face hurting laughter that we had helped me achieve all of that in the rest of the week. Yeah. That's how powerful laughter is. Yeah. And, and can be, especially when it comes from a place of just pure, like, we we just were going back and forth. And it was about connection. And it was about love. And it was just about laughing. And, and we were just making each other laugh. And it was and it was loud and it was boisterous. And I haven't laughed like that. And I don't know how fucking long. I mean, I've laughed. But that was like those laughters yeah. where you're in pain because you just have done it. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes such a difference. So, yeah, that's that's the complexity of laughter. Good, bad, ugly, light, dark, whatever. Yeah, It's all just what it is. It's, it comes down to the intent of the person and the intent of kind of how it's done. If it's done mean-spirited, are you laughing at somebody's pain? You know, what's the laughter? Why are you laughing? And, it, yeah. you know, it's funny because as you were talking about the idea of um, sociopath. I was like, yeah, and that's one step away from being a fucking serial killer. You bet. Detached. Detached from compassion completely. (laughs) All gone. Yep. Yep. And I have to say, we're talking about laughter and like, I feel good today, but like where I just had abdomen abdomen surgery. And so like. Uh, for for a couple days, it was like freaking torture for me because I love to laugh. And it was like, oh my God. I wrote like yesterday, my friend and I, we were we were giggling about we we had gone to to watch uh we, we went to a golf tour like live and we were laughing about an interaction with his favorite golfer and just making fun of ourselves and him and everything like that. And I was laughing so hard. And I was like, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Like, and I, but I didn't want to stop laughing because it felt so good to laugh that hard. But I was like, oh my God, this is not fair. It is not fair that I love to laugh and I need to like not laugh because it hurts so much. Like, I don't want to like <laughs> pop a stitch or like, you know, do do something to make this this harder. But man, I was like, I can't wait. I can't wait to not have to think about laughing as a bad thing. You know, like it it really like highlights how much I do love to laugh and how important it is in my life when I have to like monitor whether or not I'm doing it. Right. Absolutely. It's just, yeah. (laughs) Laughing is good. I encourage all of you to find laughter today, whatever it is, whether it's laughing at somebody being silly, whether it's laughing at something you did that's silly, whether it's just finding enjoyment, please don't let it be at the expense of someone else's well-being, but find your laughter today. Find the things that bring levity to you that makes your heart a little light. It's the perfect day for it. Yes. Venus and Kazemi, the sun, like do it, do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah so enjoy that i hope that i don't know that we've given you permission to show up exactly how you need to and not have to worry about the context of portraying yourself as far as like laughter and depression and your your struggle that you're allowed to experience joy and happiness while you're struggling which is a hard reach for some of us but it, you can get there and you have permission um but i also hope that you connect with the idea of being safe with your laughter and kind and heart open mind shut <laughs> when you're yeah. creating laughter don't do it at deceiviousness but anyways <laughs> laughter friends it's a complex thing yeah. i think so Love we'll see you next week and yeah hopefully we'll be be less about the dark and more about the light maybe we did a good job we did yeah, a good job we did. Good. anyways take care everybody talk to you later love y'all if you were triggered by anything said in this podcast please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast i'd love for you to connect with me you can find me at vanessa perry counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net and if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings please reach out to me grace at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light. <laughs>